Hello, everyone, and welcome to the commentary for Episode 9 of Season 1 of Tabula Raza. I am Dave Morgan. I'm the assistant director, but I pretty much put this one together. And over here we have... I love this job someday. Jack Cock, our writer. Hi. That's all right. We didn't plan this ahead of time. And... And to my left, we have our lovely director, Anna Rodriguez. Am I really to your left, Dave? Am I? Um, sure, we'll go with that. Okay, I'm to your left. Hi, everyone. It's theater of the mind. Does this mean I have to pan this now? <laughs> no. No, that would confuse me. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Tabula Raza. Yay! The Yay, we... penultimate episode of the season. Dun, 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 dun. Things one, one start thing happening. I need to mention before we forget. Um, we mentioned Officer Hogan because it's the first time we've ever had another officer that wasn't Johnston. I got sick of that running gag. Yeah, it's Johnston's A's off. Yes, right? <laughs> anyway, this is, I think, the longest uh, cold open we've had for an episode so far. Because it's actually two scenes here. Mm -hmm. um, we start off, we got Raphael, Chris Hackney, Jane, Susan Bridges, and Lakeisha, uh, Chris and Bays. I mean, it's June. Um, some nice little interaction here with uh, Chris and Chris. <laughs> yes, I love their I love their banter here. It's witty banter. Oh, um, ooh, that was me being the Excuse commercial me. announcer. I think. Uh, um, <laughs> do you have what floor I, I can? Uh, oh dear. And here we've got uh, Tom Sitzer as Gats. Gats, yes. Sorry, I'm sleepy. Yeah. One, one of the great things <laughs> about casting Tom Stitzer as Gats is we knew he's got this very flexible voice, um, where he's he's still Tom Stitzer, but he's Tom Stitzer as Gats as someone else. Yeah, that's pretty difficult to do. I've never been able to pull it off. I don't think. Tom does it. It's, Tom does it very well. I know he'd done it before with other roles, and that was always a cool thing. Second floor. Great. Thank you. There. And here comes the action, folks. Yes. Oh, no. What is he doing with Jane? Gasp. Gats. Okay. No, gasp. <laughs> Two and a half months I've been waiting for you to be on your own. <sighs> yes, so that's exposition. It's been two and a half months since the, since the last episode. It's me. Relax. Time has passed. Because we can't put two, two and a half months later on the screen. Oh, right. It would be so helpful. Serious. Two months later. It's Scott. Gats. Scott? Gats? And we start bringing in the little buzzing. Mm -hmm. This was fun to put together, these quick flashes in and out. Yeah, it was very nicely done, Dave. So I call, I call it fun with panning. <laughs> lots and lots of panning and reverb. It's Who's it's nicely done. That was you. Ah! Do you hear me? Oh, he's everywhere. And we got brief moment of Sam Sullivan earlier. Yes. You're not. You don't. Oh my God. Of course, that was fun trying to figure out the reverse oh reverb into the regular reverb, and I managed it. Yay! Day. That will come back later. Yes, it will. If you've listened to the episode, you will know this. Yes, if you haven't, stop listening now and listen to the episode. Indeed. There's a lot of revealing in this episode. Yep. And even added confusion, because amongst yeah. the revealing, there's more things, and then you're like, what? Uh, I know. For, every, for every answer I'm giving, I'm leaving two questions behind. I'm sorry. You're not That's all right. Sorry. That's your job as a writer. <laughs> oh, I really enjoy it. <laughs> 
Um, well, while we're on the theme song, thank you, Karina. We love you. Um, let's talk about the title. Which yes, is that's an interesting title. Old Unhappy Far Off Things. Um, it was the name of a quest in Mass Effect, which was the first place I heard of it. But it's actually from a Wordsworth poem called The Solitary Reaper. Um, and the whole verse goes, Will no one tell me what she sings? Perhaps the plaintive numbers flow for old unhappy far off things in battles long ago. Uh, but that was too long to be a title, so I just did uh, old unhappy far off things. Which works for this episode. Mm-hmm. It does. We've run into a lot of old unhappy far off things. <laughs> it's yes. very fitting. Nothing. Sing it for us, Jack. <laughs> I'm not going to insult Karina by doing that. <laughs> it's 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 a gorgeous theme song. I'm never going to get sick of this song ever, ever, ever. If you have not purchased this on iTunes, do we? Because it's there. We've got two more seasons of it. No worries. Woo! All right, so um, we're in a flash. If you couldn't tell by the flashy noise underneath. Yeah, by now, by episode nine, if you can't tell when the flashes are going on, you haven't been paying attention. One thing I love about these flashback scenes is seeing a totally different side of Jane than we've seen so far. and It's kind of cool. Yes. She gets into kick-ass mode here in a minute. Oh, yeah, and Susan does a really good job of portraying, you know, flashback Jane and current Jane. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and yes, there are some qualities that Susan put in to uh, past Jane that were never included in the direction that work really, really well with some reveals we have coming next season. So I'm very glad she did that. Susan, please keep it up because we love you and you're awesome. Yay, Susan. <laughs> Yay. Scott Hayes. Got it. All right. We've got Josh Wilson here as Reverend Hill. Um, is this... Josh's first uh, appearance for Pendant? No. Josh Wilson was in episode two. He's the one who married um, Jane and Gats in the second episode. That's right. Yep. That's right. I wasn't around for that. It's all good. Um, (laughs) But that's, yeah, they're stealing their marriage papers back for some reason. Hmm. Wonder why. Hmm. I just love the middle picture of little Susan with Reverend in a headlock on the ground rolling around in the glass. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it also makes you wonder, past Jane, on, right I mean, here. having the a reverend in a headlock, I mean, these two are up to something. Yeah. Yeah, past Jane kicks a little bit more ass than present Jane. Um, for now. For now. Also, past Jane could see, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah, there was a chain of command, but once we had our oh my god, carried him out. Favorite Pete Adler micromanaged us. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I heard this and I was like, it's the nibble to death by ducks. I heard that and I just had to work that in. When Alan there was an order so, to bring a so Clark, so his bosses and especially the mayor. Well, by the, by the end of the third them, season, what we're gonna have is just a general line, and just the rest of it's just gonna be Pete Adler. You're not even gonna have to write dialogue for him. It'll be line sixty-eight. Clark says something funny it's infuriating is what it is right and i understand that but what so I that was pete and now we have lincoln as liza that... yes can it wait either you two uh seen jane she went down the lobby to let herself get a soda about an hour ago and i just went down and uh oh okay, jane's and, missing uh, <gasps> you lost jane lost 
Jane. You let her just go down there by herself. <laughs> it's kind of sad. She went missing in a oh, for Christ's sake, police headquarters. Don't blame yeah, She's a I like the irony. She in the very you first know, draft of this episode, they were in Liza's house, and she walked down the street to get a coffee. And I didn't like that, so I changed it. It adds a sense of irony, too, to it. Let's go ask around the lobby, shall we? And and it helps with the whole nothing is really safe when Gats is just kind of strolling into police headquarters and just doing what he wants. Oh, yeah. And he's been around for about two and a half months. So, you know. And, and we are back. Sound effects. Back into a flash. So in this scene, we have our very own Dave... Morgan as Europa. <laughs> Some guy. Yes. So we've heard him before. No idea. He sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, except then he was mainly just getting beaten up. Yes. Um, this is this Macabre is a Jones from the first episode. Um, because I decided to lampshade all the David Copperfield references I thought I was going to seed into this show. Um, and that includes the name Macabre. <laughs> it's just very convenient that he reports to a guy who goes by Uriah. Oh, it's wacky. What did he call you? Aaron. And of course, it's Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede. Given mm-hmm. His appearance. Uh, don't mind him. He just hates his real name. And you got a great line here for Gats here in a second where he walks in mid conversation. Yeah, you would too if you're <laughs> about the David Copperfield. David Copperfield yeah. character. David Copperfield? And you see Europa just Nothing. face palming and wandering off. Here, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> All right, I'm Gats. But yeah, we learn um, some of Jane's uh, other names. And you, Aaron? They call me what? Hey, we've heard Sarah. that before. That's a reveal. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Bum bum bum. I do recommend. Um, at the end of the season, Anything? if you're still a little confused, going back and trying to listen to everything in order, you know, in, in kind of one burst or, you know, close together bursts, it will make some more sense. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm happy to answer non-spoilery questions. If you have questions, just shoot us an email to tabularasaauditions at gmail.com. Or, you know, one of Jeffrey, you know, whatever. It'll get to me. Email somebody at Pendant, and it will get to the right people. Yes. yes. And it doesn't necessarily have to be questions. If you have comments, if you have feedback, if you want to tell us you love the show, because you love it, right? Right. Right, right. <laughs> oh, this is uh, Mindy Raskinen as Sanvi McGrath. Also, Clark totally says God like seven times here. It's just like being back home. Yeah. He just got told. Get an APB out I can just see steam slowly coming out of Clark's ears. He's trying to control himself there. Like a vein wanting to pop out of his forehead. Right there's where it's pulsing like yep. mad. Yep. <laughs> For some reason, I now picture Clark with like a white mustache. Before, he looked like um, one of the villains from the first seasons of 24. He was like tall, skinny, and bald. But now he's just like not. stories to Covers to keep. Who's this guy? George Pickett. We haven't heard from him in years or months. March, March. And I think in our timeline it's about June or July right now. It is June. 
Yeah, so that's uh, Colleen Kelly as George Don't Pickett, and we have uh, Renee Christine Jones yeah, as Callisto. But they're dead. Morris. What? Yes, sir. The flashback. Oh, yeah, that's yes, right. We're all here. Or a flash, I guess. There will be flashbacks as well um, at some point. So there's a difference. Confusing. I know. Um, I I did a little bit in this episode. Dave didn't do complete everything, but uh, Dave. <laughs> no, I didn't. I Anna did a lot too. With uh, with this filter, considering it's a flashback, this is why Uriah's voice. I purposely changed Uriah's filter. Uh, since this is a flashback, uh, I figured Uriah as a person would go through different voice modulators. Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. So this, since this isn't like way back in the past, uh, that's why Uriah sounds slightly different. So. Yeah, I don't feel bad saying that this is about six months before the events of episode one. Oh, we, we have, have the, the return of Adam and Michael. Ah, yes. Uh, you need so to write them more. Seriously. I know I do. I really do. But uh, things are going to get dark, and I just don't want to involve children. But, like, <laughs> Hannah was. Hannah told me um, in an email that she was very excited, and her sons were very excited to be back on the show. So I'm glad. They're, they're, they're really adorable. And hello to you, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be seeing more of them. I just, I thought I was going to have a lot more room for them this season, and I totally don't. Um, but we'll, we, as we move into a little bit more of Lakeisha's home life next season, we will be um, learning about. We will seeing, we'll be seeing a lot more of them, and possibly a little bit more of Eleanor as well. Yay. Yay. Eleanor, funny lady. She's very funny. Oh, yeah. Honestly, 90% of what Eleanor says is just Mindy. Sorry. <laughs> Who? Uh, Wait a minute. Is the man with the snake tattoo? Uh oh. Something has been found out. Yes. And this is this is the fun scene. Oh, I love this one so much, though. You can't just Who's that, that? person? Hmm? Anna as the voice of the woman, and Billy Flynn as the voice of the man. Um. You guys really brought your A game to this, you know, to these four lines. Um, I, I really enjoyed. This is my favorite scene, probably all season. Yes. Wow. And it took I, me the longest to get right. I think. It was really it well done. It really does show. And I, for one, anytime you need me to play a woman, Jack, I am. Yes. Free to go. Um, I, I don't know. We may see the woman again. We will not see the man again. I don't think, but we may see the woman again. Dun dun dun. Yay, rolls! I have a job. Yay. <laughs> also, because I consider James Rossi one of the big seven characters on this show, I did want to give him at least a couple lines in this episode. So he comes on over the phone as Keith Finch. So, hi, James. Hola. Hey, Eliza. I was wondering where you went. Couldn't get any reception. In one thing that I've noticed when editing this stuff together is we really cannot do iPhones in audio drama. <laughs> I, <laughs> nope. It's really hard to do because hanging up is just, you know, a quick tap on the screen. So everybody in audio drama world is using old flip phones or equally loud, fuzzy phones. Well, what I've done also in the past is I'll make an obvious 
beep, like you're mm-hmm. you're ending the call. Okay. You know, so it's not always an end tone to it. Right. But it, it it's tough with those things because you know we're we're in the future. Technology marches on. Oh yeah. I, I know I've heard tried an audio drama before, like using an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and then it just ended up being like. Or, so you know. Yeah. It was never her fault, damn it. She was doing what you told her to do. And now we're getting into some serious business here. Yes. What is she saying? Seems yeah. intense, like I camping. It. You're right. <laughs> what? Intense. Ah. <laughs> Boo. Yes. Sorry. I know about you, Danica. I can help you. So. Yeah, this this scene. But yeah, um, one of the reveals here is Danica. Danica's leadership made Gats and Jane soft. Um, so they are connected to Danica, whom we met last episode. And Jane, or should I say Aaron, is freaking out. What's going to happen? Oh no. Also, we mentioned Style 5 again for the first time since... Well, no, we, went, we, we did it last episode too. But before that, that was what Jane was muttering when she first showed up. Mm-hmm. And Susan gave me some great sobs oh, to just work with underneath this whole scene. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I feel so bad now. Yeah, it's, that's you one know. of the things where you have to make sobs yeah, or sleeping sounds. You really need those are the takes that you need like two minutes of just so you can put it underneath other dialogue. You son of a bitch, what have you done? I love that echo. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I upped the echo on the last couple of lines there just to indicate that it was getting more intense as she was pulling out of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what happened to Jane's head. <gasps> um, was that what caused what she can do now? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You'll find out next season on Tabula Rasa. Now you have to keep listening. <laughs> he sucked you in. Oh, that was one thing I forgot to mention. I keep forgetting to mention things because we're doing these commentaries out of order. Spoilers or something. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing this before we do the episode eight commentary. But um, this is the beginning of the finale arc. Um, the next one takes place, you know, next episode takes place tomorrow. Um, you know, within the continuity of, yes, Tabula Rasa. I was about but, to say, uh, Jack, I haven't mixed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but so this is, uh, yeah, if, you know, if we could get away with having 45 minute episodes that wouldn't kill both of you, um, this episode and next episode would be like a, a you know, an hour long season finale. Oh, and there's Allison Moser as Danica, and she's so terrifying. She's a sweet little girl, but she manages to sound so intimidating. I love it. The real Allison's like that, too. Did she listen to these commentaries, Jack? I don't know. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Better watch out. She listened to, like, the first episode of the show. I don't know how how caught up she is. Okay. Hold on. So good to me till I started slipping in and out of reality. 
One, One two, two, three, three four. four. Featuring the voice talents of... Okay, Susan I'm dancing Bridges now. Jane, oh, dear. Lynn Cullen as we need Dr. pictures of this. <laughs> Thank you See? for joining us <laughs> for Season 1, Episode 9 of Tabula Rasa. See, you um, dance to the end credits for me. I conduct the opening credits. It is just one of those songs, like, I don't know. So beautiful pieces of music you just want to conduct to. I mean, mm-hmm. as being an ex banky that's just my thing. I'm really hoping to get more of Ryan uh, Ryan's stuff on, in Tabula Rasa. He's got a new band going on. Um, hopefully we'll get some of that stuff in next season. Yeah, um, totally. It, it should be fun. Because um, it's nice to have music that no one else uses. For sure. It's always yeah. good to have something new that hasn't been used a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always tough. We closed this episode with one of my favorite songs by Josh Woodward, just by accident, The Spirit World. Um, which I just, I, I knew because I own it. Um, because that was one of the themes that they used on the line quite frequently, and I liked it a lot. Yes, that's where I found that. Yeah, I was like, I remember that. I'm going to use that one again. I've actually, I've been, I've had it in my folder first, like since episode one, and I just haven't found the right place to use it. And then, you know, they finally found a good place. Mm-hmm. It's a great piece. And the Spirit World by Josh Woodward. House of Leaves by Kevin McLeod. Of course, it's great to have McLeod and Zero Project and Dano on here too. Oh, yeah, Such great, talented people. Copyright 2013, well, well, that's the show. Yeah. Thank you very much, so everybody, for tuning in. And folks. tune in next month as Montague um, back in town. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs>